Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Matt. And welcome to Going Pear-Shaped on AudioEntropy.com, a podcast about eh, just kind of whatever we feel like talking about. And uh, we've got a special friend today. We've got Emily. Hi. Really happy to be here. Glad to have you. Happy to have you on board because Christ knows we're going to need fucking an actual grown-up on this show (laughs) for this episode. Yeah. Emily, um, I'm glad to have you on. I'm sorry it had to be for this episode. I mean, I'm actually. I mean, like, this episode's been hyped since, like, episode one, I feel like. So I'm, I'm actually not sure hyped. Is the right <laughs> word for I'm, this. I'm actually really happy that I get to be here on this historical GPS. Oh yeah. no! You I, you see? You're, you're, no, you're I don't know if it's to. I don't know if it's come through so much on the actual shows, but it's definitely something we've touched on both here and on Teenagers with Attitude. But Matt and I we talk about I don't games like a lot. Down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we talk about games a lot off the air, game design, game theory, just games we like, games we don't like, so on and so forth. And something that has come up a lot is just how much Matt hates Hearthstone. He I hate Hearthstone it. to an irrational degree. I hate it to a degree that even I can concede that it isn't entirely reasonable how much I hate that game. But let me be perfectly clear. I I hate <laughs> that fucking game. <laughs> we've And we've kind of danced around it uh, on the air, both here and again on, on TWA. And I figure... We need we need to just rip off the band aid. We need to just get an episode out there, so Matt can like get off his chest like what how much he hates this game and why. <laughs> however, 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 that would basically be unlistenable. So we brought we brought <laughs> Emily on as kind of a counterbalance uh, because she is a person who is still capable of feeling joy yes. and and uh, likes the game. And, uh, yeah, and, and plus, here's the thing, I can't act as a counterbalance because I've never played Hearthstone and don't intend to, so. You know, me and Em actually talked about this off the air, but we were like, you know, it's going to be weird having Mike there because all Mike's <laughs> going to be able to do is going to say, occasionally chime in and say, I really like Yomi. <laughs> okay. And then just chime right on out again. Yeah, oh, I mean, God. here's the thing, if I, if I actually did take the time to give Hearthstone a shot, I can't really say it either way whether or not I'd enjoy it. I probably should just give it a try, because like I'm a lot more forgiving of things like random elements and casual elements than Matt is. Like I'm, yeah. like I mean we we said we said off the air just a few minutes ago. I'm a Mario Party apologist, so <laughs> you know that's where I'm that's where I'm at. That's where I'm coming from. And but, um, uh, where I'm coming from is like I've I've barely played uh, Hearthstone. <laughs> like I played it a little bit. I played um through the tutorial section twice because I downloaded the game and it was like, do you have an account? I'm like, well, I don't have a Hearthstone account, so I guess I'll just do stuff and then I'll log into my Bnet, which is, was I should have just logged into my Bnet. Obviously, that's what it meant. So I played for the entire tutorial section, which is like six matches, and then I went to go sign in and it made me start the tutorial again. So I did that, and then I pl- I played about, like, um, for folks who don't know Hearthstone, you can start off with Jaina, who's like a mage, and then you can do practice matches to unlock the other uh, starter decks. So, like, there's um, a druid and a bunch of other classes from World of Warcraft. And I've unlocked the druid, the uh, priest, the shaman, and I think that's... Mm, that might be it. So I've done, like, three practice matches. So I don't have very much uh, experience with Hearthstone, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> All right. And, and oh, my background quick, with... Co- what's up? Quick correction. Just a quick correction. Apparently it's not Battle.net anymore. For oh, some yeah. goddamn reason. Wait, what did they change it to? Blizzard. What the fuck? I think just, it's just Blizzard. Yeah, it's just called the Blizzard app now or whatever. 
No, it's called Battle.net. <laughs> Why did they bother changing that? They had, like, really good brand name recognition with Battle.net. I think Why they felt it that? was confusing to newer and more casual players? Question what? mark? I, I mean, perhaps. And, like, what's weird, too, is that, like, um, <clears throat> Destiny 2 just got announced as we're recording this. Like, I mean, it didn't get announced, but it, it's, it's been, like, kind of in the forefront. And it's been revealed that it's going to be on the Blizzard app. As, like, Blizzard's owned by Activision, and they're just like, okay, we're just going to use... I guess they're going to use Blizzard as their, like, proprietary uh, storefront now. So the that, fact that, that they that... call it Blizzard now is even a little bit more weird, because it's like, this is for Blizzard games and other Activision games. Yeah, no, that makes even less sense that they use it for Destiny, because Battle Battle.net is kind of, I guess you'd call it, like, agnostic in terms of what it could be. Battle.net just implies some sort of competitive game, but... Blizzard Web, or whatever the fuck they're calling this thing now, <laughs> implies a studio's involvement that's not actually involved in that game. Whatever. That fucking... Okay. Okay. That's, I mean, on the fine. other hand, I will say, it, it at least makes sense, if Activision wants their own sort of online storefront, it makes sense for them to use Blizzard's one instead of, like just trying to invent their own Steam No, and again. that's totally fine, but yeah. why would you change the name is what I don't get, because Battle.net already had brand recognition and market penetration, and it was it's it's a sensibly named service. It's not like they had to really, it's not like they it's suddenly being used for something but, it's never been used for before. I Well, the, the, again, I would say I, I think it's just I feel like more casual players and, and newer players who are kind of coming into the fold because of stuff like Hearthstone and the fact that Overwatch exploded are probably more likely to recognize the Blizzard name. Whereas anyone who's been around since the old days, like, they're still going to know what you're talking about if you say Battle.net. Like, they're just going to be like, oh, Blizzard's thing, right? I, so. I, guess, I mean, I guess so. I, that's probably what they were thinking, but I don't think it matters one damn way or another, honestly. Whatever. Yeah. The, I mean, that's the thing. On my desktop, the icon changed to Blizzard, but the, the word still says, says Battle.net underneath. Like, and that's not going <laughs> to Yeah, change. same, actually. So, that's actually really funny. But anyway, Matt, you were going to say your experience with... Uh, with I play basically so. every card game. Um, notable games I haven't played recently that have come out recently. Gwent, I haven't tried that yet. Um, Witcher 3's Gwent was a fucking terrible game. Um, but from what I can gather, the PC... Like, actual standalone release of Gwent actually changes a lot of the mechanics and a lot of the balance in that game and makes it into something that's not a gigantic pile of power creep dog shit. That was always the weird thing about Gwent and Witcher 3 is that was very clearly set up as, like, a parody of terrible card games, and then people unironically liked it. It was like Cow Clicker all over again. It's fucking <laughs> bizarre watching that one play out. Um, I haven't tried the Elder Scrolls game. I know that one does some interesting things and has, like, a really unique comeback mechanic where you draw cards as you begin to lose life. It has, like, a dual lane system. Um, but aside from that, I think I've played, like, every notable recent card release. I've played, like, Shadowrun, not Shadowrun, uh, Shadowverse, Netrunner, MTG, um, Hearthstone, you name it. I've pro um, didn't play 40k Conquest back when that was still a thing. I did play a little bit of Doomtown Reloaded back when that was a thing. Fuck, I even played, like, the old version of L5R. So, yeah, if you name a card game, there's a reasonable chance I've played it. Um, never played Yu-Gi-Oh, though, weirdly enough. I like Yu-Gi-Oh. It's it. kind of a mess yeah. now, but I, I liked it when I played it. I played it around, like, all, the, the 5Ds era. Yeah, all I know about Yu-Gi-Oh is Yu-Gi-Oh is an incredibly combo-oriented game, mm -hmm. for better or worse. 
I don't know if it's a good combo-oriented game or a bad one, but I do know that at least. At least last I checked. I don't even know if that's relevant anymore. I know I had but, fun yeah. with it. That's all, right. all I know. <laughs> yeah. Casuals. Get out. <laughs> I mean, you invited me on, so... <laughs> I mean, I did, but I'm going to tell you to get out a lot. Okay. That's that's just going to happen. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the meat of this, Matt. Yeah, how do we want to start? How do we want to start? Well, let's just start. Let's just start with the most obvious question. Hey, Matt, why do you hate Hearthstone so much? <laughs> you want the short answer or the long answer? This episode. Well, this is a, a podcast, so the long answer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you asked for it. So I despise Hearthstone for a number of reasons. The first and like the most obvious one is the thing everybody fucking complains about in Hearthstone, and that is. Really, really high amounts of totally arbitrary RNG. Um, you have all of the slow down just type- a bit. RNG, random number generation. You have all of the portal cards with mage. You have a lot of onboard RNG with cards that have random effects once they hit the board. So knife juggler would be a good example of that. Um, you have random number generation that results in like really, really impactful. Like, what in, that can result in really, really impactful random outcomes, like the one minion you need to kill in Brawl, and a six-person Brawl is the one minion that never dies. Just, it, it's one of those things where I can keep citing example after example, but it becomes pointless after a certain point, because at this point, Hearthstone is defined by having an extremely high amount of RNG. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I really, really, really do. I just... Mm. So, okay, so that would be like reason number one. All right, and and you've talked before uh, w- with me about how the problem with that is when you're dealing with a card game, you've already got what is essentially just baked in a certain amount of randomness. Yeah, and, with some. And yeah, and th- th- here's the thing: you want games to have s- some elements of chance. Like the, yes. it keeps it keeps things interesting. Now, how much chance you want depends on the kind of gamer you are, but yes. you usually want there to be something in the setups to where unexpected things can happen for good and ill. It's just, if, if you have too much of that, it's just fucking Mario party. So, yeah. yes. I was, so I, let me, let me, ex- I wanted okay. to ask you, Matt, uh, actually, cause, cause again, I've, I listened to other GPS and you mentioned the random num- number generator thing, um, a lot. And, and like, you didn't like delve into it as, like you just did. So for me, I was like, okay, well, what do you mean? Cause I mean, you like MTG and MTG is like, just random draws and stuff like that. Yes. But I figured, like, is that what you mean? Because, like, you, I mean, like, what's the difference? But then you just kind of, you kind of clarified that there's, like, some elements that Hearthstone has that um, you can only do in a video game, I feel like. Because it's, like, you wouldn't be able to figure out how, like, I don't know what knife throw is or whatever, but it sounds like it's, it's super random. And I'm not sure how you would do that like, with, um, like, a magic you roll dice or something like that. So maybe it's because it's a video game, they could put more, because you can't play Hearthstone like, with just physical cards. Yeah, no, Hearthstone does not work in a physical context for most cards. And I'll explain what the difference between that sort of RNG. So the first thing is I need to concede the point that Mike's point is totally valid. How much RNG you want in a game is going to be entirely subjective, and it's going to be based on your own personal preferences. I get that. But when it comes to a game design standpoint, when it comes to specifically competitive games where you consistently want stronger players to win more often... In Which is games, something you presumably want because they're trying to turn this shit into an eSport. Oh yeah, and they, God, they want gonna... people to, like... I mean, there's there's no fun if you can't get good at it, right? Yeah, precisely. And Hearthstone, and we'll get to it, but Hearthstone kind of notoriously has an extremely low skill ceiling. 
Um, extremely low skill floor, not a bad thing, but extremely low skill ceiling, we'll get to that. That's a, but, that's another term we should probably clarify, just in case. Okay, so an extremely low skill floor is, when you hear people like me and Mike talk about game design a lot, you'll hear the term, you'll occasionally hear the term skill floor and skill ceiling thrown around a whole bunch. The ideal, like, gold standard, what you want to try and achieve with a game is you want to have a very, very low skill floor and you want to have a very high skill ceiling. The reason for this is skill floor refers to the level of skill a player will need to begin to meaningfully con- contribute or be able to meaningfully interact with a game. It's basically so, how easy is the game to learn to start playing. Yeah, like, yes. it's a so, classic term in reviews where it's like, this game is easy to learn, hard to master kind of thing. It's yeah, pretty precisely. Common. That refers to low, that means low skill floor, high skill ceiling. Um, and examples of, like, low skill floor, high skill ceiling would be something like Overwatch, where you have characters like Torbjorn and you have characters like Winston. Like, Torbjorn... His main source of damage, or at least a fairly high source of damage, is literally an auto turret that just targets and shoots. So even if your reactions and your aim are really, really bad, you can still meaningfully contribute. Winston has a high health pool and a lot of armor and a big shield and high mobility, and his gun is just like an auto-tracking, like, lightning gun. So your aim can be total fucking shit, but you can still meaningfully contribute by, like, jumping into backline and, like, killing the Mercy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those types of it, those types of characters and those types, and we'll get into it later, but, like, mechanics like that can be used to lower the skill floor. When you hear about high skill ceilings, you that, that typically refers to what I guess we'll call the nerdy shit. This would be, that would be like one frame links that like, that would be like one frame links in fighting games. I'm going to use a lot of fighting game lingo here. That'd be like one frame links in fighting games. That would be stuff like negative edging and option selects and like King of Fighters and Street Fighter and stuff like that. Just like really weird terminology that doesn't impact play until you get into the higher levels, but still provides ways for really good players to continue to a kind of expand the ways that they can get good in a game. This is kind of hard to explain, but I guess a good example of this would actually be Rainbow Six Siege. One of the reasons Rainbow Six Siege has such a high skill ceiling, despite having such a low skill floor, is Rainbow Six Siege is a game where the almost the entire map is destructible. So as you continue to fight, like walls will get blown out, murder holes will get shot in walls, floors will like collapse and get blown out. And when that happens, really good players need to know not only where those walls are, but like how that changes how they need to defend the maps. Because once a room is compromised, you have to either relocate or you need to be ready to defend a room that's compromised. And that sort of stuff adds a really high skill ceiling because at middle and low level play, that stuff's not as important because people won't capitalize about it. But at high levels of play, like it, it totally changes the dynamic of how you are going to play that game, especially in the context of a game that requires a lot of teamwork. So... That's a very long and elaborate explanation mm-hmm. on skill ceilings and skill floors. Where the fuck were we going with this? Uh, I think you were saying that part of your problem with Hearthstone is that in, in spite of the fact that it does indeed have a low skill floor, which is good... Which is good. It The skill ceiling is a problem. Yes. Um, so there are a number of reasons Hearthstone... I feel like there was one other thing. Oh, right. We were going to finish up RNG first. So the, diff- the problem with Hearthstone's RNG isn't the fact that there's RNG in the game. If I didn't like RNG, I wouldn't play card games. The problem with Hearthstone in particular is how it handles it. Better designed games like MTG, like Netrunner, um, like Yomi will add mechanics in to mitigate the bad parts of the RNG, right? So card games are a genre where the design cost of the genre, meaning the bad part of the genre, is that sometimes you will just lose games to card draws due to no failings of your own. You don't get to play the game 
because the game decided you weren't going to get to play the game. Yeah, like mana locking in Magic the Gathering. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was actually just about to use that as an example. Mm. The deal is, though, those games try and provide ways to work around that. Like MTG, you have stuff like Brainstorm and Ponder, and you have what's called draw manipulation cards that like let you see your deck. Anticipate, I think, is in standard currently, or just rotate it out. Great example of that. It was a very low mana cost spell that let you look through cards in your deck to try and smooth out your draws so you could find what you need. The reason those games do that is they want to try and lower the impact of bad RNG so players can actually play the fucking game. Hearthstone goes in the completely opposite direction, and not only do you have to deal with the fact that you're drawing cards randomly in a game that provides almost no draw manipulation, you now have effects on the board that are random in and of themselves. So you'll notice in MTG, most spell effects aren't random. There are exceptions, like Him to Turok would be like one, um, just off the top of my head. But by and large, everything in MTG, a game like MTG is targeted. There's no coin tosses, there's no dice rolls, there's no, none of that. And the reason they do that is they don't want games to be determined by variants. They want games to be determined by players making difficult choices and trying to outplay their opponents. Hearthstone kind of just says, fuck it, Knife Juggle's just going to hit whatever the hell Knife Juggle does. Whereas in, a similar effect in MTG would probably be... Creature enters the battlefield, deal one damage to target whatever the mm-hmm. hell player... Hey, I'm, I'm sorry to keep being the guy who makes a stop and clarify stuff. No, that's fine. You said the letters MTG like 5,000 times. I don't think we've actually said oh, the words Magic yeah. the Gathering once. Sorry. The Gathering. Um, I, one thing about, like, even playing Hearthstone, like, what I played, they, I noticed that what you're talking about with the cards that kind of randomly hit things. I think there was one card I have where it was like... It shoots, like, five fireballs for one damage, but it's, like, random targets. Yeah, Arcane Missile. You can't do that That's arcane in, like, missile. MTG, yeah. but, you, but in Parf Zombie do do it, and that kind of, yeah, makes the RNG a little bit worse. Yeah, in MTG, that card is called Electrolyze. It costs three mana. It's an instant. It allows you to split the damage however you want, and it also provides card draws to help smooth out your draws. Yeah, but however you want, because... so it's a bit more predictable. Yeah, it's a lot more predictable. <laughs> um... So that's, I think that kind of covers the variance angle of why I don't like Hearthstone. Number two, and this is the second legitimate reason I don't like Hearthstone, we're going to the third, which isn't as legitimate. Um, the second reason I don't like Hearthstone is the fact that the game is, it has a very low skill floor, but that's kind of an oversimplification. I don't have a problem with a game, or not skill floor. Skill, low skill floor is fine. Low skill ceiling. I don't necessarily have a problem with a game with a low skill ceiling. Sometimes, it's not good for competitive play, but sometimes you don't want to play a competitive game. And as long as the game is well designed, you know, who gives a shit? Whatever. Like, I mean, again, I'm I'm the big Mario Party apologist. That has a time and a place. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and get fucking Mario Party to Evo. You know, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> well, I was gonna make an offhanded joke about how Smash Brothers could get to Evo. Yeah. Literally anything can. But I feel that's unfair to Smash. Actually, Smash isn't that bad. But oof, boy, that fucking community though. Nasty. Anyway, um, the problem I have with the low skill ceiling is the reason Hearthstone has a low skill ceiling is it's a game that doesn't provide players with a lot of meaningful choices, and it doesn't provide players a lot of opportunities to interact. So let me explain what interaction is, because a lot of people find it weird that people use the term interaction a whole lot when they're referring to card games. Hearthstone is a game where players go back and forth and back and forth sequentially in turns, right? Like a card game, correct? Yeah. So when people like me refer to interaction, they refer to the ability to influence other players' turns. Because 
So, you know how in MTG you have instant speed spells? Yes. So, instant speed spells, once you get in, once you start playing at, like, higher levels where people will actually pack, like, four of Doom Blades and decks, changes the way you need to approach the game. So, when a, play, when a blue player is floating two or three mana, and they haven't cast, and they didn't cast a spell in their turn, and they just said pass, you need to plan your turn around the fact that they might be, have a counterspell in hand. Furthermore, they might have nothing, and they could just be trying to bluff you into making a poor play, and then play, they play like, uh, they play like a draw card spell at the end of their turn. And that mind gaming aspect comes into play a whole lot when you're playing those sorts of games, and it increases the skill ceiling in a way that's very, very natural, but is actually also interesting because it forces, it forces situations where players need to make reads on each other. It forces situations where you can bluff to get out of bad situations. It allows players to interfere with combos that couldn't be interrupted otherwise, um, which we'll get into in a moment. It, it changes the game dynamic in a way that lets the players be even more back and forth and lets each other and allows them to, you know, interact with each other and change the way each other, change the way the other plays. Hearthstone doesn't really have that. Hearthstone doesn't have instant speed spells. It has secrets, but the thing about secrets is once they play a secret, they've already committed mana to it, and it could be one of any number of things. Furthermore, um, well, I shouldn't actually get into this because secrets tend to be variable in terms of which ones are good and how you run them. But furthermore, only a handful of secrets tend to get run, and if they do get run, they tend to get run in really weird ways, like Secrets Paladin, for instance, mm. where you just play whatever the fuck that knight was in the Grand Tournament expansion, and you just get, like, eight mana worth of free value out of it, or whatever the fuck. Um, Netrunner has this in the form of, like, instant speed reses, and, like, the fact that that game has a ton of hidden information even after you've played cards, um, more than you can ever realistically account for. Um, MTG has instant speeds. There are a bunch of different ways different games handle this, but Hearthstone doesn't really have this. And that really, really drops the ways you can, like, interact with your opponent. Furthermore, it doesn't really work around this in any interesting way. Like, a game like Duelist, which I actually think is a very, very good game, um, kind of gets around that fact by having the board. Where even if you can't interact with players at instant speed... You have this board where you need to position and reposition creatures constantly to, like, block your opponent or force them into bad positions, and you go back and forth and back and forth. And there are a bunch of different ways you can change that, albeit not at instant speed, that allow players to, like, interfere with each other's game plan, and they, they force interaction. And again, Hearthstone doesn't really have that. Hearthstone has, I think, one... How many cards in Hearthstone actually depend on board position? Flametongue Totem is one of them. There's that weird fucking gimmicky-ass legendary, like, Harvest Golem in the core set, I guess, that does it, and to my knowledge, that's, like, it. So, yeah. Um, Shadowverse would be another example. Shadowverse has really, really complicated resource management, which is another thing Hearthstone doesn't really have. Hearthstone has super simple resource management. There are no alternative resources in that game, so, yeah. I think I've bashed on this point long enough. That was one thing I did like about Hearthstone, is that, like, you get one mana every turn regardless of draws. Which prevents yeah, mana locking, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. No, I. That is, that's an element of Hearthstone, absolutely. And we will get to the things I actually do like about Hearthstone segment. That's actually one of the pro things I actually like about Hearthstone is... And that seems very at odds, almost, with the rest of the design of that game. Because it seems weird that they put in, like, this incredibly consistent resource mechanic that you can always rely on. And then stuff a whole bunch of bullshitty RNG on top of that system. That always kind of struck me as being kind of odd, given how at just 
weird it is in comparison to the rest of that game's design, but I'm definitely not complaining about that. Because as you said, it does provide ways where you don't get screwed by mana lock. Um, Android Netrunner has something similar where you can always take action, you can always spend action points to gain money and get yourself out of a bind like that. Um, and yeah, and in the case of MTG with like getting mana screwed or mana locked or whatever the hell you want to call it, um, we could do another episode on MTG, but like, <laughs> get, get Molly on that MTG, one. Yeah, the thing about MTG is MTG is essentially what happens if you get an absolutely fantastic design and art team to make cards for a game that at its core is kind of fucking shit. It's it's weird because like virtually every single major problem I have with MTG is as a result of them not knowing better when they were designing that game in the first place, which I mean fair enough they were literally like trailblazing the entire fucking genre i'm going to cut them some slack there but that doesn't stop the fact that shit like mana screw and like just lands in general are just being bad and like the weird kind of shitty way that game disincentivizes playing multicolor decks generally is just bad but we won't get into that for now um i guess the third reason and this is the petty shitty reason the primary reason i don't like hearthstone the primary shitty petty reason I don't like Hearthstone is it's the really mediocre crappy game, <laughs> and this is the one that got popular and blew up. I can't escape this. When Now, whenever I talk about fucking card games, I cannot escape Hearthstone. And just, like, this is the game that people... This is the fucking game that people, like, sit down and have multi-million dollar MLG tournaments over. This fucking game. Yeah. Not MTG. MTG actually has a decent tournament circuit. Not MTG. Not Netrunner. Not Shadowverse. Although Shadowverse is actually a very popular game. I think they actually do have like tournaments and shit over there in, in Japan. Um, but Shadowverse is actually an extremely successful game. Not any of, not Duelist. Not like any of these other games that have blown the absolute shit out of Hearthstone design wise. No, it's fucking Hearthstone. <laughs> and furthermore, like the weird thing about this is, People who play that game competitively fucking hate that game, by and large. And, like, you can see that in people who have, like, come out of that competitive scene. They're just like, why did you stop? And it's like, because the game's bad. And everybody knows that game is bad, but because the skill floor is super low, and because the game, because the skill floor and skill ceiling are super low, and because the game is really, really popular, it's an easy fucking paycheck. And just... I know that's shitty, and I know that's petty just to hate on something because it's popular, but I'm hating on it because it's popular, <laughs> and because it's really bad, and because it's really popular and really bad, and I can't fucking escape it. And when I say things like, hey, want to play Netrunner? They go, no, let's play Hearthstone instead, and I just fucking, I want to scream. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, but, this is this is the most first world problem of first I, I, world Yeah, problems. but I mean, let's like, I, I can see if, like, like you just mentioned, like, oh, let's play Netrunner. You really like Netrunner, so it'd be cool if like people wanted to play with you. So I can understand why you'd be frustrated with people always wanting to play this other game that you don't like. I can get, I can get that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Mike. So I was, I was gonna say, Matt, do you wanna do a sit, sit down for a moment, collect, collect yourself? Uh, let's, uh, Emily. Do you wanna, do you wanna talk for a bit about what, uh, what you like about the game? Yeah. Um, we can talk about what we like about Hearthstone. It's, it's. Yeah. You mentioned like. Oh, like everybody plays Hearthstone, and like I'll just say, like why I started playing as like a bit of a maybe this is a reason why it's because it's like okay, well, I, I I've been getting really into Blizzard in the last little bit. Like I never, I, ne I as a kid I played Diablo two, 
and um, a little bit of StarCraft, but I was really bad at StarCraft. I pretty much played by myself with like Same. all the cheats on. Because, yeah. <laughs> because the CPU in that game was a cheating fucking bastard. Well, yeah, yeah. And, I just, and I'm not good at competitive RTS at all. Like, I'm terrible at RTS mm. games. So Fucking same. <laughs> and then I would actually do matches where, like, I, I made it so the match couldn't end, and I'd kill all the bad guys, but then I'd just colonize the rest of the map and, like, start up this, like, <laughs> big city kind of thing. Um, but anywho, so, like, and I started getting into Blizzard because I started getting to Overwatch, and I really enjoyed Overwatch. And then my friend's like, oh, you should play WoW, because I'm playing WoW and I want someone to play with. And I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And I started I started liking WoW, and then I started playing Heroes of a Storm. And I was like, well, I want to like, I wanna have something to play while I'm like not on my computer. So I downloaded Hearthstone, because I'm like, oh, it's a Blizzard thing. And it's like, I can kind of be playing WoW when I'm not playing WoW. Um, so yeah, I downloaded it because of that, because it's got that Blizzard recognition and because it's attached to like World of Warcraft or just Warcraft in general, and that's why I started playing it. And then, yeah, yeah. again, I haven't played it for very long, but it's a very casual, easy to play, like, okay, I'll start up a match, and while I'm making food, I can just be playing Hearthstone, and then when I get back to my computer, I can just put it away and start playing a- another game. Um, so yeah, that's like why I kind of like Hearthstone. And again, I, I like the whole, the way the mana works. Um, I kind of like the idea of classes affecting your decks. It's kind of an interesting concept. Um, yeah. Where, like, you, you, you have to be, like, a priest, and then you play a priest deck that, like, has priest-related cards, or if you're playing uh, whatever ever kind of class. Um, yeah, it's actually always kind of weird to see how various games handle that, because effectively what's happening in Hearthstone is you effectively always run... So, to use the Magic the Gathering analog, effectively what happens in Hearthstone is it forces you into a monocolored deck, but it makes non-colored, I usually call them neutral, quote-unquote, cards. It gives you a very expansive list of those. Um, this isn't really a, either a snipe or a compliment of Hearthstone, it's just the way that game mm-hmm. handles, like, how they diversify the various colors or classes or factions or whatever the fuck you'd want to call them. Um, it's... I think Hearthstone's fine in that sense. I don't have any problems with... I don't have any problems with, like, how deck building in that game works. I don't have any problems with, like, how resource management in that game works. Yeah. I think Hearthstone's actually a really, really fantastic game right up until you get into a match <laughs> and you have to actually play it. Um, and then the problems. I never I never thought of it, like, that the classes are just the colors, but you're totally right. <laughs> I never really thought yeah, of it that Yeah, but the thing way. is, they actually diversify those classes in ways that are maybe not super interesting, but are at least totally mm-hmm. soundly designed. Yeah. Like, warriors, are con- Warrior gives themselves, like, a whole lot of extra, like, weird pseudo-health, and they can use that armor to, like, power other abilities. Like, priests can heal not only themselves, but also minions. They're really good attrition fighters, and they generate grindy value. Hunters, their ability just does damage straight to your opponent's face. They're really good at just rushing you the fuck down, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um... Netrunner, I was trying to think, just for analogs of, like, other things, um, Duelist copies that system, like, 1-1. Duelist has the interesting side note of you can get more than one type of general per faction, and that will influence what your hero ability in that game is. So, like, the spell combo-oriented faction, one of their generals can teleport their minions around the board, which has obvious applications in a game where you need to move minions to, like, hit your opponent. Um, But the other one actually, like, summons archers, and, like, the way that impacts that dynamic is really, really interesting, even if it's only 
effectively like the same as Hearthstone's. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times you'll get locked into one general. I don't know what the meta for Duelist looks like right now. I want to say it's okay. I'm not sure how viable like both generals are per faction though, but yeah. Yeah, and another thing about Hearthstone uh, too, like again, like listeners, um, Matt, like he took me through a, a game of Netrunner and a game and a few games of Duelist, um, just to like hang out and also just like to show me other card games, and um, they're really cool. I like Duelist a lot because I like tactical RPGs, so it's kind of like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it, it seemed like you were liking Duelist. It didn't seem like you were super hot on Netrunner though. Netrunner is cool, oh. and I would, l- I mean, like okay. I'm not a very competitive person, so I couldn't see myself getting into Netrunner surely by the fact that the main way to play it is to play against other people, and I don't know. It's just not for me. And But it looked like a really cool game, but, like, I mean, Hearthstone was like, okay, you played Magic the Gathering? Okay, you can play Hearthstone. So it was, like, super easy yeah. to get into. While Netrunner is like, you know, I watched a tutorial video, yeah, and I started Net- playing it, and I'm like, I'm not really sure, like, what order things happen in. And again, like, it, there's nothing wrong with having to learn a game a bit, but it's... I. I myself don't really have the drive to learn that game just because again i'm like uh, one of the reasons i mentioned i like on overwatch earlier and it's a competitive shooter i've never played a competitive shooter before like and enjoyed myself and i think the main reason for that is because overwatch to me feels like almost a cooperative game because yeah let's like- see i was actually gonna say like kind of by that same method of what hearthstone is yo have you played magic the gathering overwatch for me was very much Yo, have you played Team Fortress 2? See, I never played Team I, Fortress 2, which I couldn't get into that. I, you see, I don't like... I'm not in love with Overwatch, but I think the game is actually, like, decent. I, I think I think Hearthstone is an incredibly poorly designed game. I don't think... I think it's disingenuous. And I know you weren't comparing it like this. I don't think it's fair to compare Overwatch to, like, Hearthstone in the same sense. I think Overwatch is a much Oh, no, I wasn't game. doing that for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I just wanted to clarify my own point. I, 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 well, I also want to clarify mine. I'm not saying... I'm not insulting or belittling Overwatch by comparing it to TF2. Uh, first of all, it it is very much the next it's, TF2. Yeah, like, let's let's game, be fucking real here. But also, yeah. I love TF2. I've put literal thousands mm-hmm. of hours into Team Fortress 2. Like... <laughs> I'm not that is not that is not an insult. I'm just saying, you know, there's a fucking healer with a meta beam all up in there. Like the, there's yeah. a reason for that. So And I'm I'm a Mercy main, so I might have enjoyed Team Fortress 2, but I just like my first interaction with the game wasn't super good. I got the orange box and I popped it in and I started playing some matches and then one person on like Xbox Live was like, Hey, um, has any does everyone know this map pretty well? And I'm like, Oh, this is my first day playing. Is it your first day? Okay, and I got kicked out of the match. So I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> shout outs to that guy being a fucking like, yo. But I was like, shout what? outs to you playing it on Xbox. I mean, like, I, I that too. TF2 that was a nightmare. <laughs> I played TF2 on Xbox too Dude. because the netcode for that game was actually incredibly good. And it was the only game I could get her stable connection with my brother who mm-hmm. was uh, going to college at the time. It was the only game we could get with like a stable connection that was a shooter game. So because you know, the netcode, I don't know what it was about the netcode in that game, but the netcode yeah. in that game was incredible on Xbox. You know what's fucked up is during my brief time of playing that on the Xbox versus playing it on the PC, I saw way way more hacking in the 360 version of that. Oh game my god, than I ever like, did in the in the PC version. You'd get into like fucking two fort servers on the Xbox, and there would just be like shitloads of AI fucking G men just dying 
constantly like raining down around the fucking map head crabs everywhere somebody would just be blasting like the i'm firing my laser youtube video at max and you'd be like what the yeah. fuck i'd be i'd be in like the the, the third part of dust bowl and suddenly the fucking like giant skyscraper from half-life 2 would show up just show right up and there. explode and there'd be like <laughs> yeah. stilt striders everywhere oh my god fucking if you never played i feel like if you never played console tf2 on it specifically on xbox 360 i don't know if it was the same on ps3 it may or may not have been but specifically i don't know if it ever came to ps3 did it i i I, uh orange box eventually came to ps3 apparently the port was kind of shit but it did eventually come to ps3 um but yeah wow like i feel like you missed out (laughs) i mean it was horrible in a lot of ways it was terrible in a lot of conventional ways but it was terrible in an incredibly memorable and really entertaining way. Yeah, yeah it was so. it was terrible in a way that is really funny in hindsight, but it is very much a you-had-to-be-there situation. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, really, there were just so many firing my laser sprays. That's what I fucking remember, because, like, that's the reason I remember that fucking meme being so popular around then, was because of fucking Team Fortress 2 on Xbox, because that was the popular meme at the time, so that's what all the fucking sprays were. Like, Jesus Christ. And, like, um... Maybe I would have played Team Fortress. Like, well, there's something to say about Overwatch's like character designs because I might have played Team Fortress Two if their medic was this like cute angel girl. <laughs> I think that's unfair to TF Two. Like, I think both TF Two and Overwatch both have excellent. No, they're they're, they're, they're the, the, the Team Fortress Two character designs are good and they have like a lot of character. But like, I guess Team Overwatch is more my jam. I guess I would say. Fair enough. Yeah, that's totally fair. Overwatch has Overwatch like a, has a lot more of the, the the sexy ladies. Yeah, and I like Overwatch I like also has a lot lady. more like <laughs> Overwatch also has a lot more of like the '90s like comic book aesthetic. Totally, which I love. <laughs> right, right down to the totally unintentional and subtle racism sometimes, but I, yeah, you know, yeah, not. I mean, it's not the greatest, the thing, but it, it's not horrible. On on the one hand, it's it's weird because Overwatch at least like. Attempts at racial diversity. I mean, yes, more often than not, they step on the goddamn rake and you know and fuck it up. That, I don't think they step on the rake. Overwatch think, is Street Fighter for shooters. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's better than Street Fighter though. There's it, no, no, but I mean, like, I remember when people were oh were shit, talking there's about... kind of a T-Hawk in Overwatch. <laughs> I forgot about Fares. I, I, well, I, the thing is, I was gonna, I was gonna say it, it, at least in comparison to Team Fortress Two, Overwatch tries. <laughs> yeah. Team Fortress Two was almost just nine white dudes, but then they decided if they made the Scotsman black, he would look more interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's not, I'm not, that's not, that's not me pulling bullshit out of my mouth. Like that is literally on record. The reason the demo man is black is because he was originally just going to be a regular ass Scotsman. And they were like, Hmm, he kind of looks boring. Let's change the color of his skin. Okay, now he looks cool. But just another thing about the Street Fighter comparison is like, I remember when Overwatch first came out and people were like, oh man, there's all this lore and characters and story, but there's none of that in the game. It's just like purely competitive. And I'm like, so you're saying this game's got a diverse cast with huge amounts of lore that isn't in the actual game, which is purely competitive. So it's just Street Fighter for shooters? <laughs> Because that's what Street Fighter right. is. It's got a huge amount of lore. It's got diverse characters, and it's all competitive. And none of the stories in the game, but people didn't and nothing that about actually that. happens in the game is considered canon to the lore. Yeah, I, I'm kind of dying inside because I just I want to make eight frames jokes so fucking badly right now. <laughs> but I'm going to restrain myself. I wouldn't God. get them, but I'm sure someone would enjoy them. <laughs> eight frames, root kit, fighter five, 
fucking Capcom sucks. Can't wait for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, so they fucked that game up as well. Okay, <laughs> I think we're done. I think I touched all the major bases. But yeah, in terms of, like, I guess getting back to the point, though. <laughs> in terms of the things I like about Hearthstone, like, that game's presentation is fucking immaculate. Um, speaking of good presentation, Hearthstone has it in spades. Like, the character they give every single card in that game with, like, the voice lines and, like, the unique little animation flourishes when they come out give a just a tremendous amount of, like, well, character to what would otherwise be, like, purely standard affairs mm-hmm. with, like, cards. Like, King Crush's entry animation in that game is fucking awesome. With, like, the way it, like, stomps the board and it's, like, something's fucking approaching and then it slams down on the board and it's just, like, this big fuck-off monster. Like, that's cool. Like, stuff like the mind-if-I-roll need from the fucking loot hoarder. I still fucking quote that dumb shit card <laughs> and I fucking hate that game. And just other things, like, you are not prepared with Illidan and, like, weird little throwbacks to, like, World of Warcraft and Warcraft 3. Like... There's no denying when it comes to when it comes to that game's presentation, there's no denying that they put their heart and fucking soul into that game. Like every single card, I can remember the audio and like the death sounds and like the anime and like the way fucking Millhouse Manastorm, like when Millhouse Manastorm dies, his death gurgle lasts for like twenty one fucking seconds and it's like super <laughs> melodramatic. Like that shit's fucking awesome. No, yeah. I I will say I do have one petty complaint with Hearthstone myself. That is very petty. But um, it's a big thing for me. Uh, you mentioned all the presentation and everything. They must love it because they don't let you listen to anything else while you play Hearthstone. I hated that. I was yeah. like, I want to listen to the latest Audio Entropy podcast. But I can't because Hearthstone only lets me play their audio. What the hell? This wh- Are you serious? This is a mobile game. Like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that's, 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 I didn't know that. That is terrible because, yeah. uh, like, that's, that's how I play Overwatch is I turn that game's music all the way down and turn the voice lines, like, down about halfway so I can still hear them when I need to. And then I just, I play a podcast or just some music or something. Because, like, if you're playing a competitive game, like, no matter how good the music is, you're going to hear it 50,000 goddamn times. <laughs> And you just want to listen to something else after a while. No, it just blocks all yeah. audio from any other app. It's ridiculous. Obviously, on computer, it wouldn't be a problem because of computers. But on my mobile, yeah. it's like, yeah, I started, I was listening to a podcast. I'm like, oh, I'll load up Hearthstone. And then it was like, just shut my music, my podcast off. And I was like. And it was like. Yeah. Fucking, I will give that game credit, though. The music in that game is pretty It's fine, but I should be able to listen to other things. And again, that's my that's my petty complaint. Because I guess it doesn't actually. I complain about the game as a game, but as like a, an app and as presentation-wise, it was pretty jarring. Yeah, and that's actually unusual too because mm-hmm. that game tends to be very, very polished. I'm surprised that would actually be an issue. Oh fuck, I forgot to talk about Grim Patron and the way Hearthstone hates fucking combo or decks. Well, whatever. Do it. Nah, fuck this is the Hearthstone episode. Nah, d- Get dude, it all out. The, yeah, this is this is the Hearthstone episode. We are we are we are cleansing. It kind of- Okay, so this is goes back to the point where what were my three major points? There was a shitty petty one. There was oh right, the low skill ceiling caused by other things. So combo decks basically don't exist in Hearthstone at all, ever. And if there's a combo deck that exists, it's not going to exist for long. See also Grim Patron Miracle Rogue. The reason they can't allow Hearthstone decks like that to exist, and the reason they're always so toxic in the meta if they pop up, is that there's no interaction in Hearthstone. So, like, in combo-oriented decks in games like Netrunner, and in games like, um, 
MTG, you can interact with your opponent and you can interfere with those combos. So yeah, you can have fucking 21. So yeah, you can have like a 22 damage tendrils of agony, but if they counterspell you, you're fucked. It doesn't do anything and you just blew your load. And in, um, something like Netrunner, it's, yeah, that you can totally do seven point cerebral imaging shutdown and win in one turn, but if they have clone chips and clots on the board, you better have a way to deal with that because they can screw you hard. And Hearthstone, due to the way that game is designed and the fact that there is no instant speed interaction, if your combo fires off, your combo fires off and you just fucking win. Period. End of discussion. Um, so, yeah, it's not my favorite game. <laughs> I don't like Hearthstone. They've got, they've got to limit, like, the deck archetypes you can play in that game because there's no interaction. No interaction deals the double whammy of the cards are less interestingly designed. The design space is super limited. It's filled with a volumetric fuckton of totally arbitrary RNG for some reason. Even when the game is being played, like, reasonably well, play, like, fucking Shadowverse or Duelist instead. Don't, don't play fucking Hearthstone. <laughs> Unless you need a game to play on mobile... I'm not sure if Shadowverse can be played on mobile. If Shadowverse can be played on mobile, play Shadowverse instead. Yep. Um, Duelist is coming out with a mobile client, but it's not out yet. I would so. I'd probably be all over that, because I, again, yeah. Duelist is really cool. So, Yeah, Duel- <laughs> Duelist is a game where if people were like, what would you recommend over Hearthstone? I'd recommend Shadowverse or I'd recommend Duelist. And I'd still like recommend like Netrunner, obviously, because I think it's a fucking fantastic mm-hmm. game, but Netrunner is a commitment. It is. Games of that are long. They're they're long and they're filled. They're admittedly they're long in a good way where you're making meaningful decisions throughout the entirety of the game. But they're long and that game is hard to play. It's hard to play in the sense where again it's hard to play in the good way where it's like these are really tough decisions and these decisions will directly and meaningfully impact the outcome of this game. But at the same time, there's a heavy learning curve to a game like Netrunner. There's not really a heavy learning curve to a game like Duelist or Shadowverse. Mm-hmm. And I think that about covers it. Oh, are we done? Uh, maybe. Uh, Emily, you got anything you, you want to add? Any final thoughts? Um, well, you mentioned you haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh! And I thought it was kind of interesting when you were talking about interaction. Because do you know, like, the trap card system of Yu-Gi-Oh! I do. Where you, like, put down face-down cards and stuff? I always kind of like that, where, like, you can put down... like you, so Your opponent puts down a face-down card in their back row, and you're instantly like, what is that? <laughs> and I thought yeah. that's kind of a fun part of that game. No, no. I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh, so correct me if I'm wrong. Can you, do you have to fire off a trap when its condition is met, or can you opt? Like, let's say there's... I know there's a trap in the game where it's like, your monster, your opponent swings with a monster in attack position. You can activate this trap to kill that monster, I, or something It depends like on that. the trap card, because some trap cards, I think, okay. just activate, while others, it's like you activate can Activate automatically, that. while others you can hold... Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, while others you can hold back and bluff until you... And there's also okay. quick spells, which are like instants, but like, not trap cards. And I think you can play them in your yeah. hand... I believe. Oh, I, I'm pretty sure you can. Yeah. I, I watched, like, I actually, before recording this, I watched, like, a tutorial series on how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Just so I could have a base level of understanding. And I know that game does allow for some interaction, but I don't know the game super well, so I'm not going to pretend. I know that game, um, I know tournaments in that game that end in draws <laughs> don't actually, there's no contingency for that. If a tournament game ends in a draw, you replay the set. And you just keep Crazy. doing that. Yeah, because you have three matches in a yeah. set, and then yeah, there's no conting. Yeah, there's no contingency for draws in the tournament scene in that game. You just have to keep playing. That's, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Um. It is. But then one thing I liked about Yu-Gi-Oh too is the, again resource management is like not a thing because it's like more of like a 
it's more of like an what do they call it? It's like an it's an action economy. That's what I was looking for the word. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Again, I'm not an expert, so I can't talk about Yu-Gi-Oh at length, but I think it's kind of cool. And, and, and you maybe think about it a lot when you were talking about interaction. I remember really enjoying that aspect of Yu-Gi-Oh, even though it was sometimes annoying when you're like, yeah, I'm going to get it's, it's every card games like that where you're like, fuck, yeah, I've got this huge setup. Yeah, and yeah it's you're like, like no. I'm about to fire off my sweet. Yeah, you're about to, <laughs> I'm about to fire off this sweet ass combo. going to have like a million fire golems and shit on the board. It's going to be fucking sweet. And they're like counterspelling. You're like, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I, I do want to say, uh, have, do either of you follow the Twitter account uh, Wintzards of the Coast? Oh, no. Um, I don't, but Molly retweets that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. For the listener, it's it's uh, it's Magic the Gathering cards, but with like the spell descriptions replaced with uh, drill tweets. And it's pretty great. And my favorite is Counterspell, where it's just replaced with this tweet where it's just the word no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's... The thing about that that's amazing is that is 100% accurate to counterspell. Yeah. Because counterspell is literally just counter whatever the fuck your opponent was doing. Just say no to blue mana. Um, it's actually probably, that card's actually like probably way too good because it's way too broad and it shuts down so much. But like, that's a discussion for another time. <laughs> I don't know if it's but a yeah. discussion for another time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, Mike's like, I don't want to fucking talk about Magic the Gathering. Fuck that. No, I think you guys no, should no, no, get Molly No, 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 on. no, no, no. I'm yeah. saying like, there's no reason you can't talk about it right now. Oh, I think I just basically explained it, and without getting, like, really in-depth to that game, like, Counterspell just... Counterspell is a card that's incredibly cheap that deals with an amazingly wide array of threats, um, which is why that card is limited to certain formats, and why they're never gonna reprint that shit in Standard, because it would probably be broken. Okay. Standard is the format, by the way, where they only use recently printed cards, as opposed to formats like Modern and Legacy, where Modern uses older cards... Legacy uses older, older cards, and Vintage uses cards that are worth, like, $4,000 a pop. Because they're super-duper-duper-duper-duper old, and they've never been reprinted. Okay. Um, Emily, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. I'm good. Again, like, I'm a okay, pretty casual so... card player, so... Alright, okay, so here's my final thought. Oh, shit. Because I've, I've, I've mostly sat out for this discussion, but <laughs> I just want to say, folks... Everything we've discussed here so far is pointless anyway, because card game design Bloody. peaked in 1971 when Merle Robbins created Uno. And you see, I thought you were going to say in like 2005 or whenever the fuck Serlin released Yomi 2.0. Look, I, I love Yomi, but it's no Uno. <laughs> okay. I, I, w- I would say that card game design and indeed most human endeavors uh, since 1971 have been waste of time. Because it is time we could have spent just playing more Uno. So <laughs> I've never played that's, Uno. That's where I'm at. That's some fucking Nero fiddling while Rome burns shit right there. <laughs> I Look, think that's a correct. I think that's a history thing that applies here. I, I'm not too sure. I don't know. I don't think the world is ending because I'm playing Uno. No, but the world didn't end because Nero played his fucking fiddle. That'd be fuck. Well, are you saying Wait, Nero what had res- like a what magic responsibilities fiddle? am I shirking that's causing the world to end? Um, well, first, it was just Rome, Rome specifically, not the world, um, and two, I don't know, Nero probably asked the same fucking thing, and then the people were like, you were supposed to, like, invest in infrastructure and shit, and he was like... Maybe it's because you're, like, letting the card game world end, because you're just sitting on playing your Uno and not helping anyone else. Oh I mean, my it's God. it's been this long into the episode, and we haven't mentioned the Shadow Realm once. Holy fuck! How did we manage? That? 
I'm just saying, yes. like, it... Udo is super good. You can play it with people of just about any age and just about any size. I mean, like if you need, if you've got a big group, like you can buy more than one deck. And yeah, I was about together. to say Uno also has the big advantage of being a game that scales up well to multiple people. Did you Did you guys hear earlier when I said I've never played Uno? I've com- I've combined uh, two, three Uno decks and like played with groups of like seventeen, eighteen people, and it works fine. Oh God, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd want to play with more than like six. Oh, that, that is a cornerstone of my of family gatherings in, <laughs> uh, in in my in my clan, as it were. Like so. the, all the moons of the universe aligned, and they were like, "Mike, you will play a fifteen man Uno game or whatever the fuck." I mean, it's Jeez. it's good. It's a good time. And it's a good game. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm not bad. If you were expecting me to bash on Uno, I'm not. It's a simple game, but it's good. Yeah. And also, like, here's the thing. Even if you're playing with that many people, there's almost no downtime because you don't really need to think very hard about what card you're going to put down. So, um, anyway, that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... Defying expectations. You talked about Uno instead of Yomi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I like Yomi. Um, I think I honestly like Puzzle Strike better as far as Serlin stuff, but, I mean, we already did a whole fucking episode on this, so... Oh, yeah, Serlin made Codex as well, which was his take on the MTG formula, which was also pretty good. I didn't put a lot of time into that one, though. Mostly because there hasn't been a digital, like, digital release of that game outside of, like, tabletop simulator fan modules. Mm-hmm. But Codex okay. was good. All That's right. all I have to say. Okay, so, um, unless anybody has anything else to add, we can probably just move on to questions. Yeah, I'm yep. excited. I never, I'm excited for the question segment. I hope someone asks okay. something horny, because I didn't ask any questions. It's my goal to always ask the horny question whenever you guys ask for questions. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, I still remember that one where we had our guests for the first time. I was so excited. I was so happy. Fucking shout out to that. <laughs> God damn it. Um, well, I don't really... Here's the problem. There aren't any horny games. Um, in fact, most of the questions are just make Matt say something nice about Hearthstone, which he did. Which I already did already. times, actually. Yeah. It was even, like, independent things. Yeah, so here. Uh, here's what I'll do. I'll ask... I'll, I'll pick a non-horny question, but I'll read it in a horny way. Oh, fuck. So, no, please don't. So here's... Paul asks, How does this compare to Yu-Gi-Oh! The King of Games? Not joking. I've literally never played or watched any Hearthstone, but am very familiar with and enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh! So many years ago. Pennies dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I would high five you so fucking hard, girl, but like first no and second no. <laughs> um, M, this is actually gonna be your wheelhouse. Like I said, I didn't actually ever really play Yu-Gi-Oh! I just know the basics of playing it. I was so focused on um the horniness of the of the, of the way he of the way Mike was saying it that I kinda missed what it was. <laughs> Uh, the question was, how does Hearthstone compare to Yu-Gi-Oh? Um, I like Yu-Gi-Oh more so far, but that's just because like I've played Yu-Gi-Oh a lot more. And again, like I, I never really gotten like my mo- the most of the time I played Yu-Gi-Oh was like on my DS because like I didn't have like a lot of people around me who played it. Um, yeah, I just I just like Yu-Gi-Oh more. It's got a show attached to it. It's fucking crazy the show and um, God that show. And I like yeah, I like the monsters Every- and everything. Like Hearthstone's fun. It's like. Warcraft, and like I've been getting into Warcraft, but I'm still relatively new to that scene. Um, I do like again. I, I like the the action economy of Yu-Gi-Oh, and I like the the um, 
the trap card system and everything. I haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in a long time, and there's all these like new mechanics because they have to introduce they have to introduce a new mechanic every time there's a new show. There are like, which is yeah, bad. there's like a fucking there are like ghost rares. That's a in really that fucking game. Bad move, I think, with the game. Because I, I mean, like, say what you will about GX, but at least it didn't introduce a new mechanic. It just expanded on the fusion mechanic, and then the the the, the, the synchro monsters were cool. And maybe XYZ is cool, but it's just it's just a lot to deal with now having to deal with XYZ synchro. Like I don't I have no idea. It seems impenetrable at this point. So I guess in that regard, at least again, Hearthstone's biggest advantage is that it's very casual. It's probably easy to pick up Hearthstone than it is Yu-Gi-Oh now. But uh, and I don't know, like maybe Yu-Gi-Oh has like kind of made some mechanics go to the wayside because new stuff has showed up. Maybe synchro monsters aren't a big deal anymore because of his XYZ stuff. Um, or Zodiac cards. I'm not even sure what the new mechanic's called. <laughs> but it's, uh, because I... I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not bullshitting you with the fact that there's a rarity called a Ghost Rare. Apparently that became a thing at some no, point. No, I believe you. I mean... I don't... I don't even... Yeah. And, and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! has a lot of... I think you guys mentioned in one of the chats that it's got a lot of restricted cards, and that's... I think that's mostly because of the anime, where it's like, we have to bring out these incredibly powerful cards so that the anime protagonists have these, like, cool cards, but then... They're too powerful and they can't use them in the tournaments and everything. And that's the one thing is that you guys kind of like a mess because like in the in the anime and manga, they didn't actually have a card game that they were dealing with. It was literally just bullshit. Like there was stuff in like the first few episodes where it's like flying monsters have advantage against land monsters. That's not a thing at all in the game. <laughs> and they just kind of bullshitted rules. But it was in the second season, Duel's Kingdom, where I, I don't know what happened business size wise if uh, the creator of the manga, whose name escapes me right now, uh, worked with Konami to make an actual card game to attach to the anime because the, after after that point it was all like that was one cool thing about the anime is that are playing the game and you can see the rules in action you can almost learn the game that way uh, I don't I'm, I'm rambling I don't know where I'm going anymore with this but uh, it's, I I kind of love that like I mean it was, it was it was one thing when like this fucking dumb mini game in The Witcher became its own game. But, like, I, I love the fact that Yu-Gi-Oh! is a card game from an anime and a manga that d- it was it didn't actually exist. Like, the dude made a manga about a card game. Well, he made a manga that wasn't... Originally, it wasn't just about the card game, either. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! It means King, King Originally, of it was Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, originally, Yu-Gi-Oh! was Seto Kaiba really, 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 really hates Yu-Gi! And he's gonna force him into this weird, fucked up amusement park with like professional hitmen to try and yeah. kill this actual small like, child. Like one of the games they play is that you're in a room full of oil, and you have you're like you have like um you're connected to your friend on a chain, and a dude with a chainsaw is gonna come in and kill you. Figure it out. <laughs> it was like Saw the anime. Like uh, there was a it was just games in general. There, there was even an RPG arc where they were playing a tabletop RPG, which is my probably my favorite arc before um they got to the card game stuff but then i guess b- because like the, the card game synergy where they could market that instead of you can't market you know putting someone in a cage full of oil with a chainsaw guy after you <laughs> kids but you can market a card <laughs> that's game. what you think <laughs> <laughs> coming to a late capitalist society near you uh, capsule monsters was another game that they had in the the car- the the manga before it went to um card game that was kind of an interesting thing where it was gachapon but you could use the the monsters you get out of the gachapon in this this like board game or almost like a warhammer type game where the warhammer things were these gachapon monsters which is kind of cool um okay yeah and like i i, I forgot where i was going with my rambling but anyways 
I like Yu-Gi-Oh more, but Hearthstone's probably easier to get into now if you're going to get into a card game. <laughs> All right. So um, you heard it here, folks. Hearthstone's fucking sucks, and Yu-Gi-Oh is cool. I guess. <laughs> I like yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Matt, real quick aside, uh, how do you feel about the heart of the cards? Um, it's. I mean, it's bullshit because it's. It's just a. It's Yu-Gi cheating, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, it's a thing. It's kind of funny. It's a good meme. So whatever. <laughs> it, Let me. Uh, I'll. I'll give my response now. Um. The heart of the cards can fucking blow me. <laughs> That's what I think. The protagonist of, of your anime this has divine intervention. Yeah. The hand of God stacks his he deck. He doesn't <laughs> win legitimately. He fucking cheats. He, he literally... Like, I, I think, like, one of the major antagonists at some point, I think it's actually Kaiba. Kaiba's the best at character point, in, that, in that anime. Yeah, at one point, he's like, I, I literally can't beat him right now. <laughs> He's always going to top deck and windmill slam whatever he needs. I I genuinely can't beat him. He's going to have flawless card draws every time. And he just concedes. He's like, this is a waste of fucking time. <laughs> and he just fucks off. And it's like, that is a totally... Like, fuck Yugi. Yugi, like, Yugi fucking sucks at playing card games. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So, right. So, Yugi fucking sucks at card games and he's terrible. Right? So, he needs some fucking old-ass, like, pharaoh bitch to come and help him out with playing the card games because of how terrible he is at him. But that's not enough. So, then, after he gets help from somebody else at all points in time, then he also stacks the deck. Just, like, what the fuck? (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, like, uh, like, I think people were, 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 like, getting down on Joey Wheeler, but he's honestly, like, kind of a fun character because he's this underdog. And his whole no Joey Wheeler actually fucking plays the god. Yeah, and he, um, his whole like he's the true hero of Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> it's true, and his his whole um, uh, theming is like gambling, which is kind of interesting too. Where a lot of his cards have to do with like he just gambles on them, like like it'll be like a it's kind of an RNG thing, I guess, but it works because that's just the way his deck works, and um, it's it's always fun. Hey Yu Gi, I found this great new game called Hearthstone. Why did you try it? <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn or some shit. And, Whatever, forget about it. And Kaiba's awesome because Kaiba's just great. Yeah, I was about to Gee, I sure love growing up here in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kaiba rules. Um, Where were we going with this? Somebody asked what I thought of the heart of the Yeah, somebody <laughs> somebody asked what I thought of the heart of the cards and I immediately just Mike asked. <laughs> just my eyes just glazed over and whatever happened just happened. I don't remember uh, any of it. Uh before we go to any other questions, Emily, you got any final things you want to add about Yu-Gi-Oh? I think I ranted enough about it already, but thank you. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh let's see. More questions. Make Matt say something nice, make Matt say something nice. Jesus. Make Matt say something nice about Guys, Hearthstone. Matt, no, 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 no. Okay. He, he has a veneer uh, of like, anger and stuff, but he's a pretty reasonable dude, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think that might be overselling it, but even I can concede that my anger towards Hearthstone is somewhat unreasonable. The game is fucking shit. No, your your anger no might be like unreasonable, but you can like look at it like you're like, yeah, there is good stuff about it. Like, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can. I mean, you can articulate why you hate yeah, it exactly. at least. So. I mean, I guess there's that. But yeah, just just for the record, because I'm not sure it came across, let me make no mistake. Hearthstone is fucking shit. (laughs) It's not mediocre. It is a terribly designed game that has been clearly and cleanly surpassed by its peers. All right. Gotcha. There we go. So Okay, so next question, and I'm I'm going to go back into into horny mode here. Jesus, don't go to pay attention, Mike. I just get so turned on. (laughs) Zach asks, actual question. 
Is there anything about Hearthstone you wish other games would copy? <sighs> um, yeah, but they already did copy it. Uh, it's financial model. Um, I'm not in love with the fact that you have to buy randomized boosters, but you can dust the cards you get from those boosters and put them towards the decks you actually want. Um, I still think the living card game model is the best overall, but that might be tricky to get a publisher to go for. Because let's face it, cracking packs and keeping people hooked on that shit is like the number one way you make money from card games. Uh, I don't like that fact, but it is. Um, and a lot, the thing about Hearthstone is the things I wish other devs would copy are largely like the financial model and that sort of stuff, um, which they have already copied. So I guess the answer is yes, but they've already done it. Um, there's nothing specific to Hearthstone I feel that I want devs to copy outside of that stuff, though. Okay. Because like I said, I don't think the game's particularly well designed. I like the mana system, but I don't think other games should take it necessarily, because I think Magic is like, it's. I like its mana thing, even if it's annoying. It's kind of got a cool identity to it. Um, it, I do not like land. <laughs> there, there, there's um, there's another card game I played that you guys probably haven't that I forgot to mention is Eye of Judgment. You guys ever play that? No, I totally played Eye of Judgment. I like that game. <laughs> it was really cool. Yeah, Eye of Judgment was weird as fuck. It got, it got screwed over by the fact that like you could just print the cards and they would work on yeah. the. On the do, you, do you guys know Eye of Judgment? Do you know Eye of Judgment, Mike? I mean, obviously Matt does. Is that is that the PlayStation Eye thing? Yeah. You had like for, yeah, for listeners, you had like the play mat, and you like put down. Yeah, you, 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 you needed the eye for it, and it would like look at your 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 mat with the cards on it, and then it would like on the screen like show the avatars of the cards. Like it's like Yu Gi Oh, and it was so cool. And like the mechanics of the game were kind of cool. Like it was a cool game, but then like um, and 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 they wanted it, so you had to buy the cards, and that would support the game. But then people realized you could just. And they said you couldn't do this, but it was a lie. And you, you could just print the cards off and you could, like... So if you actually own a copy of Eye Judgment, you pretty much have the whole library of cards available to you if you have a printer. And I do have a printer and Eye of Judgment, so I should I should actually start playing it again. But I don't know when to play with. Because <laughs> it's probably not online anymore. I'm not sure the, I'm not sure the servers are Yeah, but, uh, but you can, you can play, like, locally, too. I did, I did that a lot. Where I, I bought... Oh, a, yeah, I think you... I bought, like, every yeah, single yeah. Eye of Judgment pack they had at my local card shop because it was a dead... And then I had the starter yeah. deck, and I made, like, two decks out of that. And I played with people, so. Nice. I bet you can probably get, like, a collection of Eye of Judgment cards for, like, dirt cheap nowadays. I'd actually be interested in that. Okay. It had a mana system that was, like, it was reliable. Yeah. All right. Uh, got some questions from Chelsea here. Uh, she asks, what's your favorite anagram? Don't read Chelsea's. Stone. Don't read Chelsea's questions. Don't do that to Chelsea. That's just really fucking weird. I don't, I don't okay. think Chelsea would really appreciate it. And weird. No, what's, what's your favorite anagram? It, Chelsea. Might. Okay. Okay. What What's your favorite anagram for Hearthstone? What's that? Um. And, and I I got I got a link here from uh an anagram generator. No, I already know. I already know. It's a uh, fucking garbage, dumpster fire, trash. Pick any of those anagrams. I'm sure they're Hearthstone anagrams. <laughs> Matt, do you know what an anagram is? I um, thought I did. <laughs> uh, it's what I, it's what it's what an object is like the traits that a, an object holds. No, it's so it's when you it's it's when you move the letters around. Oh, let me generate this anagram then. <laughs> yeah, hold on here. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm not good at that kind of stuff, so I'll let you handle it. <laughs> like, let's see. Uh, well, no, I, I got I I I I, I copy pasted the list in the in the chat here. Oh, there's the list. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 Like okay, easy. hasten Theor- her too. 
Easy. It's theaters, hon. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> or theater huns. Yeah. Because it's like <laughs> because it's like I'm gonna go to my theater huns. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh no 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 wait, we found a better one. Heathen's rot. Oh wow, that fits you. Your 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 description of the yeah. game pretty hard. <laughs> Earshot then. Earshot Sheer then. ten hot. Threats hone. Shatter hone. I oh. like shatter hone. Earth honest, heart honest. I like that. <laughs> Hater honest. Threat shown. <laughs> uh, Here's tent. Oh, Oten. Never mind. Oh. Oten <laughs> <it's>, threat. Never, <laughs> never mind. It's it's hate hornets. Hate hornets. I think hate hornets win. That describes you when I the Hearthstone. Yeah. So you're just a swarm of hate hornets. <laughs> hate hornets. A hornets. The eater. Sh- not. Keith rests. No. Ominous. <laughs> okay um if this is uh also from chelsea if hearthstone was a sandwich what kind would it be it would be like a subway sandwich yes <laughs> with like everything on it but it would be kind of like gonna, yeah. it would, but it would be like kind of messy and shit would fall out of it and you'd have to like clean yourself up afterwards yeah and it would be kind of like it's meat would be like shitty and stringy <laughs> I would say yeah, it'd be man. just sort of the the most just mass produced sandwich possible. I'm talking fucking bologna, uh, individually wrapped slices of processed American cheese on Wonder Bread. <laughs> and that's know, like it. That no no too. mayonnaise or vegetables or anything. Like, that's just it. Bologna, <laughs> processed American, and sounds Wonder so Bread. Bad. I, I, you need you need, you need like a sauce. Stone. You need Perfect. a sauce, or you just. Uh, no, this shit's killing. dry. This shit is this shit is dry. Uh, but see, Hearthstone's like pretty though. That's why I was, and then and it, like it seems like it has a lot Put to it, it a but pretty... it's just mess. Oh, what so what you're saying, telling like... me is that they're the sandwiches that you got at the fire festival because you get promised something awesome, <laughs> and instead you get wheat bread and two slices of cheese with lettuce. <laughs> well, at least there's lettuce. Is that there's it? Some moisture there, so that's good. <laughs> Is that it? Sure. Is that what we're going we'll with? We'll go with that. Sure. I like Fucking my Subway cars. one still, but that's just... I like your Subway one as well. <laughs> Honestly, okay. if I had to pick a serious response, it would be Subway, yeah. Uh, another question from Chelsea. If there was a physical version of Hearthstone, what would be the most creative use for it? Um, Kindling. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, Hearthstone I, I is figured, like... I figured that was going to be your answer. Hearth is yeah. like a it's like a fireplace, so that makes sense. Yeah. Kindling. <laughs> Throw it in the, at least then it's good for something. It'll have an actual practical use. And I enjoy setting things on fire, so double bonus there. Okay. Don't look too far into what I just <laughs> said, by the way. All right. Uh, last question. This one's from Mitch, and uh, I am going to go back into horny mode for this. Well, you have to. It's okay, Mitch, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. With the fewest changes possible, detail what would be necessary to turn Hearthstone into a game. That Matt would enjoy. Quivering over here. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not even dumping on my boy, but like, no, that's just what. Yes, no. you don't. You don't like the idea so of what changes how... can be made to make you like it. No. Yeah. Like, okay, what? So what, what are the fewest, like, possible amount of changes you would need to make the Hearthstone so that it would be a game Matt would like? Three things. This is actually. Or were you boring. shaming me for finding okay. Mike's? Uh, why would you? No, Mike is not. We're not having sexy talk over fucking Hearthstone. That, 
If that's your kink, I'm fucking kink shaming the shit out of you. I'm going, fuck. Anyway, where were we? Right, how do you change it? Um, I guess the three most immediate things would be, one, add some motherfucking draw manipulation. Do Just copy what Duelist does and give you one mulligan free each turn. It's not a perfect solution, but it'll be fine. I did um, like that. Two, two, add some probably, I guess add some like graveyard interaction would be what I, what I would probably do. Um, you'd probably need to base another expansion around that, but you could base an expansion around that relatively easily. Like cards enter the graveyard and they have an effect. Like enchantments, that sort of thing, or whatever the Hearthstone equivalent of an enchantment would be. Maybe make it a, like a recurring effect that it takes place over a period of X turns and then disappears because this is Hearthstone and you can't interact with stuff. And you probably don't want to inter- you probably don't want to implement like permanent board state changers that can generate. Recurring I'm surprised there isn't like reses already. Yeah, that's actually always kind of like there's some stuff that interacts with the graveyard in that game, but it's pretty rare and it's weirdly selective and that's something that you can feasibly do without really like changing that game at all i'm really surprised they've never done that um and the third thing would just be either tone down or cycle out all of like the main offenders of bad rng um like the portal like the fact that the portals cycle exist in that game it just yeah i just i i really hate i hate i if you brought me that design and I was like the head of that this game's design team and you said, hey, I think this looks cool. What do you think? I'd take one look at that. I'd look back up at you and I'd tell you, pack your shit and get the fuck out of this building. Just no. The fact that there's a card built around just j- summoning a creature that's completely random over an entire mana band is just completely unconscionable to me. I don't understand why those cards were ever greenlit. Just. Okay, yeah, but that's probably the big three. Reduce the random arbitrary variance, add some sort of graveyard interaction that's meaningful, and add some sort of draw manipulation. Probably regular, uh, probably like universal overall classes. Just add the duelist draw, duelist draw mulligan mechanic. Okay. Yep. Alright, um, so, Emily, Mm -hmm. as our guest... Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, um, you can catch me on another podcast called Born Beast. That's uh, every Saturday on Audio Entropy. Tagline, maximize your weekend. <laughs> and um, also, you can catch my art on dangerchair.tumbo.com, at, um, on Twitter at This Is Emeralds, on Instagram at This Is Emerald, and uh, without the S. And that's uh, about it, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Matt, you got anything you want to plug? As always, you can try and find my Twitter, fuckers. I dare you to follow that shit for more than, like, two weeks before you realize that I actually talk like this (laughs) every single day. I started following it. Every single moment. Yeah, I know. You're probably going to regret... No, no, actually, I think you'll stick with it. (laughs) But other people who have been like, oh, it's Matt. He does the funny thing on TWA where he pretends to get mad at Hearthstone and talk about his dick a whole lot. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, he actually hates that game that much, and he's not going to stop talking about his dick. I mean, okay. that just that that's... all sounds like positives to me, but okay. <laughs> no, nobody should actually want to hear about my dick. Like fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike, right, save yeah. us. Okay, and if you want my Twitter, uh, I am at Mike Loves Rabbit on Twitter, uh, and this podcast is at G Shaped. That is at G S H A P E D on Twitter. You can uh, send us questions about basically anything. You can find out what future topics we're going to cover. 
and you can suggest future topics. Hit us up. Just find out what's going on with the show and, and let us know what you think. And uh, I think that's going to do it for us. Can I do a sign-off? So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so for Going Pear-Shaped, I've been Mike. Um, I've been Matt, and I'm kind of surprised that this this episode wasn't very good, but it was better than I thought it was going to be. Got it out of our system, man. <laughs> yep. I've been Emily, and diddle yourselves constantly. Oh, yes. <laughs> diddle yourself constantly. I fucking... <laughs> I'm unfriending you. You're unfriended. You're blocked. Aww. No, no, this has got to happen. <laughs> Later, everybody. Me and going pear-shaped is fucking over. <laughs> we, we have to stop. We have to stop. Let, but, goodbye, everyone. Bye.